What is up, ladies and gentlemen? What is up, Chandler the Boss, Bradshaw? How you doing, my guy? Oh, I'm great, man. Another beautiful Monday. Yep. Uh, Sunday in the books. That's it, man. It's Victory Monday for your Bills, kind of. I guess they played on Thursday already, but uh, still a dub's a dub. And another wild week of NFLs. I had a 10-leg parlay that I almost hit. We'll talk about that in the show, but there's a lot of craziness, more bad officiating, a lot of people angry. There's actually some wild quotes from the Jags game, too, which we'll touch on that as well. And yeah, I think the only thing that makes sense to do right now is to play the freaking... Oh, I, I want to make sure that Wi-Fi is actually good for this. So I'm doing a little test to make sure. <laughs> Let's try right now. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. And there we go. It finally worked. What is up, Chandler? How you doing? What's life? We talked about that already, but let's start. So let's start with the Jags win because I watched that game. Did you watch that game? Um, I had it on. I didn't okay. watch it too closely, though. Okay. So story is the weather was absolute ass. Uh, so it was very, very rainy. We have a pretty long storied kind of beef as Jags like as the Jags with with Pittsburgh, we have had their number as of late, so I like playing them. But there's always a little bit of drama. Coming into the week, did you see the whole quote with Trevor Lawrence and the terrible towel? No. It was so dumb, man. I That's one thing I hate about the most about sports media, and I hope we never become this, but how they just like totally twist the words to shape a narrative that they know will get more clicks, but it's not accurate. So for them, like they... they they read it in text to make it sound like he was like being negative and saying it's a small towel. But when you actually hear the quote, he's being so nice. Like he literally is like, yeah, I'm familiar with their, their tradition. It's those little uh, yellow towels. And then everyone in Pittsburgh got so butthurt that he said little towels. It's like, well, what the fuck else do you call that? Have you seen a regular towel? That's yeah, a it small ain't a beach towel. towel. That's what I mean. So like, I feel like little towels a pretty appropriate description. And so people got all butthurt about that coming into it. And then also George Pickens, this did not age well, but I guess the weather didn't help. But he he called our defense something like a prey defense, something like that, because they just pray they can cover you or something like that. Let me see what he said. Uh, dang it, where is it? I should have had this safe. So they have the most takeaways in the league right now? Yeah, and also... Obviously, PFF isn't the holy grail, but we also have the highest PFF pass coverage grade in the league, too. So it's like, yeah, that's so not exactly a... the best quote. No, uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. To say. Yeah, okay, so I was, I was pretty close. He said, it's kind of a hope defense because they just hope they can cover you if they can't get a sack. So George Pickens, that aged well, buddy. Uh, he, did have a, he did actually have a really nice touchdown, so I'll give him that. But uh, yeah, that was funny. And then, their other receiver who dropped a few balls, he, this is the most open officiating hate I have seen in a very long time where he was full on saying they lost us the game. So he'll def definitely be getting a fat fine. And the irony of it was in his post conference, he's like, he said that the refs should be, able, and I actually don't hate this idea at all. He said the refs should be fined when they look back on the calls and they're clearly wrong. 
I was like, I kind of, yeah, I agree. Like, that, I, I kind of like that, the accountability there. Uh, I don't hate that at all. I'll, I'll try to pull up the clip of him complaining, but it was a decent game for the Jags. I don't think it was really ever in question. I felt we were going to win the entire time. Steelers fans, I, I, after watching that game, I watched it with a Steelers fan. He's like, the officiating wasn't, wasn't good, but he was even shocked to see that they were that angry about it. So, yeah, it, it's weird, but the NFL officiating is obviously a serious, serious problem. Did you see anything else in any of their games that was just hella sus? Uh, I don't think anything really jumped out at me this week in that regard. Okay. Um, that doesn't change my opinion at all. I still 100% agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It just, yeah, I don't think there was anything as blatant as some of those. And I mean, the Chiefs lose, so it couldn't have been that bad, right? Yeah, I, I'm actually excited to talk about that as well. But there's some another thing that's this isn't related at all. But as I'm trying to find this quote of the guy, uh, I saw a picture, and I don't know if we talked about this in the pod already or not. But you know how Njoku burnt his face? Yeah. So. <laughs> Miles Garrett uh, is bad to laugh. Like I hope his face is totally fine. I hope he, it's a full recovery. But Miles Garrett pulled up in a Vecna costume, you know, from Stranger Things. Yeah. Okay. And everyone at first thought it was it was Njoku. And then as he's walking in, you hear the people say, "Oh, that's Miles." Like, yo, how do you let the audio play in that video? Yo, here it is, here it is. I have it, I have it, I have it. Yo, I'll play this. Okay, you guys got to see this. And Chandler, I want you to see this really bad. Okay, so screen, watch this, dude. I was dead. Because you can hear the guy who, who probably meant it harmlessly, but it's just like, it's like, dude, that did not age well. Here we go. Oh, wait, no, that's mine. <laughs> did you hear him? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that's Miles. <laughs> I thought you were saying that he was like, like people thought he was dressed as Njoku, not like oh. it was actually <laughs> Njoku. Yeah, but they actually thought it was him. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> Bro, like, like, no, no, that would be evil if they literally thought that mask was Njoku's face. Oh my God. <laughs> but no, like, but that's so crazy because this was, this was, uh, I was walking in, and so when I saw that, I was, I was I was dead. And, of course, the first place you go whenever you see something like this where you know there's a bit of comedy to be had, you go straight to the com comment section. So, like, oh, look yeah. at this. This one's hilarious. Copied Njoku's whole flow. Njoku <laughs> <laughs> comments are so unhinged, and I thought I was messed up. Yeah, if you ever feel bad about your mental health, go to the comment section and see how wild people are. It's also become absurdly toxic because people are just, they want this to be them so bad. So they will just say anything they possibly can think of that they think will get out upvoted. So some of it's like harmless fun. I'm sure, this isn't David and Joku, but yeah, that's uh. Sorry, I had to share that. Not on, not on uh, topic here at all. But uh, but yeah. So so let's get back to the Jags. Sorry, I had a little bit of an ADD moment there. But like the Jags, they look legit, bro. I hate to break it to anybody who is not a believer in the Jags, but we're tied for first in the AFC. Yeah, I don't know if anyone can really argue right now um again I, like i want to see them this isn't me saying like i, I won't believe it until then but i want to see them play like one of those top teams You'll which get your wish which again is like it's hard to even pinpoint those right now um like it's a Eagles. shit show yeah looks pedestrian 
Yeah, but they're they're still winning. Yeah, I think they scare me the most, if I'm being honest. Well, well given San Fran's current injury woes, but we do play San Fran coming off our bye. So you will get your answer as to how real we are pretty quickly. Because So we, we're off this week, which was a very welcomed bye because we played a lot of football very quick. I guess devil's advocate there, you'd say you want to keep the momentum going, but we also have some injuries I'd love to heal up. Then we come back and we have San Fran at home. So that game will be a big, big game. What's San Fran's record now? Are they, are they have the same record they as lost, us? They've lost the last three. They're five and three. They're, th- they're on a three-game slid? Three-game skid. <laughs> Jeez. That's, that's not a good look. They look so pedestrian with, uh, with like, Purdy looks very human right now. Obviously, it's tough to, to lose some key pieces there, but, man, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't look too, too good. But we'll, we'll talk about the – we'll get to that game in a bit. The next thing we have on our sheet was the Jets-Giants game. Did you see much of that? No. I didn't watch the Battle of Jersey. And calling it a battle is a little bit much. But um, <laughs> it, was, it was so bad, dude. So this stat actually blew my mind. So Tyrod Taylor got hurt again. That was why I thought the, Jet, the Giants could win that game because Ty- I think Tyrod is very, very competent. But he got hurt very early. So they brought in the – or I don't know how early it was, but he got hurt and he had like no offense. I think he maybe had seven passing yards so far. They bring in the backup, okay? He then throws for the rest of the time he's in that game minus one total passing yards oh my god how 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 insane is that i've never seen that in my life they only let him throw seven times granted but he was two for seven for minus one yards that's crazy so their whole team had seven passing yards total barkley went off because he got 36 rush attempts like i hope so and the receivers the leading receiver was darren waller for with one catch for four yards but to add some more context and intrigue no to this way. Yeah, mental. I had a 10-leg parlay going. Everything else had hit to this point. I needed the Jets to win by at least three. And then did you see how that game ended? No, I didn't. Okay, so Giants basically could could have put it on ice, right? But they didn't. Then the Jets come back uh, with like seconds left to kick the field goal. And then obviously they put the Giants offense back out there in overtime and they were minus one passing yards, like absolutely scaring nobody. And then the the Jets somehow came back and won so some that part of my parlay hit i was so amped and then they ended up winning the final score was what like 10 uh 10 13 10 yeah 13 10 so that was an absolute stink fest but the one storyline here is like the jets finding ways to win if if rogers comes back he makes it far more interesting yeah you think he will well i yeah i think he probably does come back and i like i'm respecting the jets right now to be honest with you but they're in a tough division right like they're still in third and so like it depends if they can keep up these wins they might still be fighting for a wild card spot but if they were in any other division they might have a better chance of like squeaking in at the end of the season but it's gonna be tough very tough he's like yeah that division is so good i would not want to play in that at all because with do you see Ramsey coming back for the Dolphins? Yeah, that's you scary. See, you got to pick in his first uh, game back. You see McDaniel's quote about that? No, they like asked him about him coming back or whatever, and McDaniel was like, "Well, he actually disappointed me because he told me he was going to get a pick six, not a pick field goal." Like it was obviously <laughs> a joke, 
<laughs> but yeah. he's got high hopes for him. And I don't know. Like, I think that's pretty impressive because he was in on some tackles and stuff too. Yeah. No, I hate Jalen Ramsey because I kind of am obligated to as a Jaguars fan because he absolutely screwed us so royally. I could do a whole video on how much I hate that guy. But... uh <laughs> But he's a good football player, and I can't I can't deny that he's incredibly talented, and he was with us too when he would not fake an injury. But uh, yeah, it, it's they're a scary team, and I don't know how you stop Tyreek Hill, and no one else does either, because Buddy has over a thousand yards in only eight games. First receiver ever to do that. Yeah, man, I don't know. The Bills managed to lock him down a little bit, but other than that, like yeah, I, you guys did. That's the only reason we won that game. Um, was White playing at the time, though? I don't remember. Because that may have helped. I don't, but... I don't know. Um, man, he's he's godly. Like, I honestly think he's the fastest person on the planet. I, I seriously think that he, he could beat sprinters in a 40-yard dash. Like, like even Olympic-level sprinters. He's like, he's so fast. But you had, yeah, you had Waddle this this week in fantasy. And so since we're kind of on the topic of fantasy, you should explain your fantasy situation because we played this week. So there was some STS relevancy. So Waddle was scaring me a bit um, because he wasn't doing much early in the game. Um, And then he picked it up kind of out of nowhere. But yes, on the topic of my fantasy team, can't pay the bills. Um... (laughs) So I have DeAndre Hopkins on my bench because he's done fuck all all season. Um, 36.8 points. I have Dalton Kincaid on my bench with Dawson Knox out. He got 17.5. And let me just, I'll, I'll compare those to the two people. I like the best case scenario if I'd switched out for, which would have never happened because the receiver I would replace is Cooper Cup. And I promise you, unless I buy Cooper Cup, is never leaving my starting lineup. Yeah, um, Cooper Cup got six point ten, so six point one zero for you math yeah. nerds out there. Um, <laughs> so that would have been thirty extra points if I had replaced them. And then my tight end, this one wasn't as. Oh, actually, no, I ended up winning that. Okay, that changed Kittle, too. Kittle snapped. Yeah, yeah, I had George Kittle and his twenty three point nine for a while. He wasn't doing much either. Um, so, okay, I won that one. So it's just the DeAndre Hopkins, the 13, or sorry, the 30 points there. Um, and I played the worst of my three quarterbacks. So he's catching the drop this week. Um, got CJ on my bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stroud, he was a, he was a one-hit wonder. Uh, Purdy's 18, Lawrence is 16.7, and then Stroud with 13. So he's the getting ir- the boot. The irony is... I proposed to do a trade for uh, that would have included Howell. And if you had a had Howell and I had any of your other QBs, you win this week, which is yeah, true. Really, okay, really so funny. yeah, let's let's go into that detail a little bit. So I had Austin Eckler in the late game, and yeah, Ben had nobody left. Ben had nobody left. <laughs> yeah. um, I was down by like seven points at one point, and this was like was at worried. the end of the first quarter. Yeah, uh, I because was Eckler was I... snapping. He had somewhere around 20 points by the end of the half. And so it was like, okay, I need like two or no, at that point it was like four points in the rest of the game. So that's four receptions for zero yards, 
40 yards or <laughs> like a touchdown is going to seal it, right? This guy comes out, does almost nothing in the entire second half. And I'm down by like a point at this point. And then he fumbles. Bro had the easiest, like, and yeah, he got 23 points, but like most of that is just in the first half. Like if he had done anything relevant in the second half, I'm winning this game. You win. Yeah. I literally texted in our fantasy group chat saying, I can't believe I'm losing this game because earlier in the day I was killing it. And in our league, if you get over 140 points, you're usually going to win. Like, I think there's only one other team person in the, the league that would have beat me this week. So I, I was like, come on, of course, I'm playing Chandler when his team goes even more off. Like, come on, that's so annoying. And then Eckler did you even dirtier. I was like, <laughs> that's absolutely absurd. Because you're right, he had the full half to get such a small amount of points. And I wasn't watching the game because I literally was so confident I lost this week. So I just said, okay, I'm not even going to put myself through that. And, uh, and, I, and had I watched, I probably would have lost. So I'm glad I didn't watch. But you got absolutely screwed. That's why fantasy is so annoying, man. Yeah, but that's what makes it fun, too. Like, if, if you know who's going to win, like, right off the hop, what's the point of even watching? Yeah, I, I guess, of course. But it's just kind of nuts that, like, that should have gone your way. But then it's just, it did not. I won a fantasy championship one year because my opponent had vernon davis in the late oh, yeah. game so it was the only player that was left and he needed like three points so i was like yeah. i'm absolutely screwed here right didn't touch the ball whoever they were playing locked him down he didn't get a single reception and i won the league man the guy i was playing was pissed because it's tight. like you got a, one of the top tight ends in the league and he needs three points to win the game and then gets zero i remember that really clearly was that jung mo you were playing against yeah Who was that was that? in high school yeah, I remember that so clearly. I remember he was, was so pissed. So he told me about it like he told me about it like forty times. I was like, "Yeah, I know, dude. That's pretty much." That was up. my first fantasy win. <laughs> Big dub, first of many, first of many. But that was, That's you know, it's uh, sorry to the can't pay the bills. Chandler's fantasy team they got absolutely uh, fleeced. But hey, I'll take it. For the injuries that I've dealt with on my team, honestly, I'm pretty pretty happy with the current outcome. Like, my quarterback's been down for most of the season, and I've lost my top two running backs, and we're still hanging in. So, it is what it is. You got to scratch and claw and find a way to win, just like your Jacksonville Jaguars. So, that's absolutely <laughs> dope. What other game we got here? We got the Saints taking down the Colts. That's kind of a whatever game. Uh, I don't think either team is very, very relevant, but it was pretty high scoring. So, at least fans of that game got to watch some points. The Jags game was so boring for a very long time. So, we were just jealous of anybody else who had points. And that game had some, so the Saints win again, but I don't think they're relevant at all. Yeah, 38-27, that's a high-scoring game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty well um, points every quarter. What's the injury status on the, the Colts QB? He's gone for the year. Is he? Okay, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I thought the Colts might squeak out a decent record with him, but yeah, they're they're irrelevant for sure, and the Saints, the Saints scared nobody. Yeah, no, so, so the Saints' record is now 4-4. Four and four. I think that's about exactly how good they are. And the, Saint, the mm -hmm. Colts are 3-5. and five, And I think they probably win seven games. Uh, the Colts? Or give or take for the rest, yeah, for the whole season. And so, so that's only four more throughout the whole year. I think that's pretty doable. Maybe maybe not even. Maybe, th maybe even six. But uh, it's the Gardner Minshew show now, and I'm actually pretty amped about that because I have three or four PSA 10 Gardner Minshew rookie cards. <laughs> So if he somehow snaps, my investment will look 
genius. But right now, they were pretty cheap, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But uh, that'd be so sick if that works out. So I'm I'm rooting for Gardner Minshew big time. But uh, stat line, uh, in terms of fantasy implications, Kamara snapped again. He had, he had a TD of rushing and receiving. And also, Rashid Shahid, he is a big play waiting to happen. Three receptions for 153. Averaging 51 yards a pop and a touchdown. So he's just... What? He's... Yeah. And he's doing this fairly consistently. Like he's, a, he's so explosive. So that's fun to watch. Spell his name again so I can pick him up in fantasy. <laughs> Is he... Let me see. Let me check him. See if he's available first. Uh, somebody probably has him, man. Because he snapped a few times. No, he's nope, available. He's, he's unclaimed. Yeah. Who's a higher They're pretty decent. Oh, he's a handsome fellow. Like... Yeah, we like him. I think he's pretty young. He's twenty-five, <laughs> but he, uh, he's, he's a freak. Like he's he's super explosive. He was undrafted. That's sweet. Yeah, so he's he's snapping this year. He's really come come out of like. Like kind of nowhere, obviously he's undrafted. Out of guess, you'll never in a million years guess where he went to school. He went to Weber State. He is a wildcat. Weber from, State Wildcats. That's kind of dope. So it's, I didn't even know where that was. So it's a, it's a school in Utah. So that's where Shahid is, and and he's man, he's fun to watch, dude. He, he takes the he's kind of like a Tyreek Hill light, and that's no slight to Rashid at all. I'm just saying like that's the kind of role he plays in their offense where he's just that much faster than the guys he's running against. Yeah. And they also use him sometimes in the path in the rushing game too. Like he's a little bit of a, a gadget guy. So like I I've I liked watching him play a lot, even against the Jags. He we he didn't do anything crazy against us, but you could see that he knew what the hell he was doing and he got open a fair amount for a guy who's who's like more of a speed dude. So he's probably the only guy I like watching on their team. Was it you who hates Taysom Hill, or it's, it's Kurt who hates Taysom Hill? Yeah, I don't have a problem with Taysom Hill. I don't either. I kind of like him. I, I, he, he tore his ACL like I did. He uh, he, he did the whole position list position. I think that's he's a football guy, in my opinion. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool that he just is down to go in there, make a play, make a hit happen, wherever it is. That's pretty awesome. So no, I don't. I it don't hate Taysom Hill. An... He's listed as a tight end, and then comes in st- for quarterback. That's that's so he's in their depth chart as a tight end. I don't. He's in fantasy as a tight end. So then, yeah, probably. That's insane. Wild. That, like, that then he comes kinda, in and takes snap under center most of the time. And he can actually sling that thing, man. Like he actually mm-hmm. was a pretty good college quarterback. NFL consistency level, I don't know, but he, he's not like he's a legitimate threat when he's in that wild car, wildcat. Like he can actually throw on like. 95% of other situations when they put someone back there. But he is, I don't hate him. I think he's pretty legit. And we've given the Saints more than enough time, though, in this episode. So let's move well, on. Well, actually, to- you know what's funny? Because in the CFL, that's such a normal thing to have a backup quarterback that's specifically for like the QB sneaks and to like, cause yeah. they, they just simply don't want their starting quarterbacks to get beat up. So they'll have like a bit of a tankier backup. And just have that guy yeah. do the goal line runs and stuff. And so, like, that's what the Saints are doing, which is impressive. And on that note, um, Crum, something – what's his name? Shoot. Um, hold on. I have it up in Google because I was just looking this yeah, up yeah. before we started filming. Um, 
What's this guy's name? Dustin Crum. So he was the quarterback yeah. for Ottawa. Um, and he's had like a little stint in Kansas City, but I'm hearing that they're signing him um, as like another backup for Mahomes. So he might be leaving the CFL and going back up to the NFL. Is he doing that well in the CFL? It looks like he is. Um, I don't think Ottawa's any good, but he's he's kind of like the lone strength right on spot. that team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's actually a great point. That's a that's a very common occurrence in the CFL. Like almost almost every team has a guy that goes in to do that, like short yard situations. Who's usually a bigger, bulky guy. One guy actually ended up being the Jets backup last year who he used to have that role in Winnipeg when they won the great cup. And so yeah. I saw him play last year against the Jags and he didn't look good, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he did make it to the NFL doing that stuff. So that's, that's pretty badass. So kudos to him. Let's talk about the Eagles a bit, man. That game crazy. They, they barely beat the commanders. In my opinion, like, this year is a lot more balanced than we thought it was going to be. Like, we thought there was that Mm. top tier of teams that were going to be competing and then everybody else and then Arizona, right? Um, But they're, like, they're teams competing. Like, any any week, these top teams that we were talking about can lose. Like, and we've seen that, like, and we saw it this week especially. Like, it's... It kind of makes the league more entertaining than watching a couple teams just kind of shit on everybody. Well, they do say any given Sunday, as as the cliche goes. But I think the most surprising, mediocre performance based on competition so far is is this game. Because the Eagles, they don't really have many major injuries like I'd say the other uh, elite team. The, the Niners have a, a decent amount. And then... Who else is up there? I guess you'd say the Chiefs, but the Chiefs look don't look scary either. So this was this was game was kind of surprising. My boy Howell balled out. He played quite well, and they kept it very very close until the end. There, AJ Brown is an absolute machine though. Like that guy is a freak. I saw the stat where he was the he, he, six games in a row of over 125 receiving yards. The first person to ever do that. Yeah, that's nuts. He's he's a weapon for sure, man. I love yeah, the, the Eagles are scary. Oh my god, they let Howell throw so many times. That's crazy. Yeah, he even after this performance. Fifty two? Yeah. Fifty two attempts. Thirty nine of fifty two, three ninety seven, four TDs. That's dude, he's good, man. I'm telling you, he's good. I mean, I believe it after this game, but I, I don't know. Like I still think this didn't really shake my opinion of the Eagles. No? Well, no, because if you've got this guy Howell like playing that well, and the commanders putting up a fight, it's not like they struggled against Denver or like New England, right? Like they're still a team; they're like a mid-level team. I think they're better than the record indicates because they're three and five now. I I also think that like they should they actually probably should have won that game or at least made it even closer because there were some major drops by Washington receivers. And my boy, Scary Terry, wasn't that scary at the end there. He dropped a few balls, or at least one or two big ones. And that screwed them. Like You can't make mistakes like that against a team that's that efficient in, in Philly. So also, in division games, they're always going to be pretty close. Look at the Jags got yeah. stomped on by the Texans. Like that, I, 
that stuff kind of happens pretty frequently. Even the Chiefs Broncos, like that, that's an in division game. So, yeah, it uh, crazy to see. So you're still a big Eagles believer. We'll have to do our top five power rankings for each um, for me and then you. But I, I I like Washington. I do think Rivera probably gets fired. Uh, I just think that's very likely to happen. But I think they got a, a guy in Howell, and I hope they give him the chance. What's so annoying is that if he was a first round pick seeing the level of production he has right now and just how he looks the eye test they there'd be no doubt he is the future and they're going to give him a few years to try to figure it out but because he was a sixth round pick there's not that much investment in him a new regime could come in and say he's not our guy and it'd be fine because they didn't put a lot of capital into him that's what's so frustrating i think it should be a pretty objective being like how good does this guy look look at his age those things rather than where the guy was drafted but i don't know because seriously if a new team comes in they may say there's a lot of good good QBs coming in this draft. Maybe we try to go get one. So I don't know. But yeah, also on that note of their team, go ahead. They'd probably benefit from like riding with him and then using that, those draft picks elsewhere, right? I hope so. I really hope they do that. Plus they also have to either trade or they're going to trade either Chase Young or uh, Montez Sweat because they're both are on contract years. I believe it's the situation. So they need to get rid of one of them. And they're both pretty elite pass rushers. So my hope and I'm trying to put it into the universe now so the Jags make this happen. My hope is that the Jags trade for Chase Young because I think that's the only piece that they're really missing to become truly elite. So I hope I hope that happens, and but we'll come we'll come to see. Do, do you think the Bills will will be trading for anyone? Like I know you saw our post about Derrick Henry, but do you think they'll make any trades? I I think they have to. Like I'm I'm hoping they pick up a corner or something. Um. And I know they were in talks with some teams about linebackers. Um, I I do not want Henry in Buffalo. And, like, no disrespect to Henry at all. But, like, he's getting up there in a position with, you know, a short lifespan. He's not really producing that much this year. And we've got a guy in Cook. Like, look at his older brother. Mm. Like, he's got a lot of potential. And he's playing up to it, in my opinion. He's getting, like, five yards of carry, man. We just throw the ball so much more often. Um and like I don't like the last time we went out and got a veteran, it was the biggest waste of fucking money I can think of. Like, who? Sorry, Von Miller, but you're not uh, doing shit. Like, man, he spent I, one of the years injured as hell, and now he's just showing up and doing nothing, man. I think that he, I, I think that take won't age well. I think he's gonna play a big role in you guys getting to the playoffs, and I think he'll actually be quite uh, like effective in the playoffs too. I really do. Well, then I hope I get proven wrong. But, like, I just don't want to spend that kind of, like, cap on, like, a veteran running back when we don't really need it. Yeah, it, I, I would love to see it just from an outsider's perspective just to see the experiment and how it would go. But I do hear and agree every, with everything you're saying. That makes total sense. Also, the question I had for you on the Bills, too, was I saw in the comment section of that video, of our video over on TikTok, go follow us, steal the show pod, if you haven't already, is that they were complaining about Milano's injury history too. They said that he's never, he rarely plays a full season. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I don't think any of his injuries have been like to this extent, like he might miss a couple games here and there. That's something I'm absolutely willing to trade off on though. Like he's the best player on our team. He's the most consistent player on our team. That, that goes without saying, um, mm. So if you got to give him up for like a game or two each season, each season, like whatever, like we obviously can win without him. We're doing that. Right. So like, yeah, 
yeah, I, I would take him for 15 games a year. Like, it's not like he's been missing big chunks of games. He's not McCaffrey or Cup, right? Like, no. It's yeah, so I'm looking at his deal. stats right now. He's uh, he played he played 16 games as a rookie, but he only started five, and then he played 13 in 2018, 15, 10, 16, 15, and then this year he'll be stuck at five because yeah, it's a pretty major no, injury. I'll... But you're saying? I I, I think Milano's. Like, in my opinion, that's the one guy on our team, like, we've got to make sure we keep. Like, I love Allen. He's, his potential is so good. Like, his ceiling is so high, but he is so inconsistent. And Milano does the exact same thing every week. He just balls out. Like, he is the one guy I love to watch, and I'm almost never upset with. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, it's nice to have those guys. There's not many of those guys in the Jags. I guess Foye Lucons is, is that for us. He is just rock steady, and, and no one really knows who he is, but he's an absolute beast. The next game we have on the, the sheet here is the Cowboys against the Rams. That was a that was just a good old-fashioned butt-whooping, man. They were in control of that game pretty well throughout. The Rams did put some points on the board, unfortunately not through Cup for your fantasy team, but uh, it, it was pretty clear that Dallas was winning that game. Final score, 43-20. And Dallas moves to five and two. Impressive, so. impressive game because I I don't think the Rams are like bad. I don't think they're great, but it it like that's that game could have been a fight, and mm. yeah, the the Cowboys sealed it quick. Yeah, they really pulled away. Stafford looked like he got hurt his thumb or something like that in the game. So I don't know how the state of his, his current injury situation, but that. That hurts the Rams big time. Without Stafford, they're basically irrelevant. So if you're a Rams fan, obviously we're hoping that Stafford's okay. He stayed in the game. He's tough as hell. He's actually absurdly tough. But the Cowboys look quite good. And that's a, I think it's a game they, they needed to have. And Dak throwing a four TD day. Have a day, Dak. Let's go. Let's go. So congrats to the Cowboys. CD Lamb also snapped too. Uh, 12 yeah, receptions, 158, two TDs. Mm-hmm. So. Good, good on him, especially because this is now back-to-back games where he's done really well after complaining that he's not being used enough. So it's like that also sets kind of a bad precedent, though, because now it's like, oh, if I complain, I'm going to hit the ball more. So it's like it is a little bit of a weird situation. Yeah, I mean, he's not a dog. <laughs> um, you don't think he's? You don't think he's good? No, I mean like how you train a dog, an like, actual dog. Yeah, like if you him, if you I mean, give in when they're misbehaving, then they continue to do that. But, but um but human human beings operate like that too that's that's like that's very common practice yeah that yeah so here's my thing and i i thought this was a trend all season but like teams are losing the games when they're not getting their star players the ball like it, cup didn't get the ball much this past game and i know that's like that's not the difference maker because they lost by like 23 points, right? Like it's not, you know, that one thing isn't going to change it, but that's been happening. Like the bills beat the dolphins because Tyreek Hill wasn't getting the ball. Like this is, Mm. and I I don't know, maybe I'm just paying more attention to that this season than I have in other seasons. Like maybe this is always just the trend, but like, I I don't hate that. If he's, if he knows that he's their best player, if he's going to go out and be like, yo, get me the ball. And then he has a show like showing like this. And then they're winning these games. He's right. Get him the ball. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess that's that's fair. I ain't all about how it's done, but at the end, call it effective because it is working and they're winning games. So, 
Yeah, no, maybe maybe that that is the play. Maybe that's actually a good display of leadership. I don't know. Sometimes they just do it in a way that I feel throws people under the bus that is kind of straight bullets. But at the end of the day, it worked. Uh, but for, for people that things weren't working for yesterday, it looked was the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked so ugly yesterday, man. And apparently, apparently, apparently the. Uh, Apparently Pat Mahomes was sick or something yesterday. And I'm like, how are they telling us all this again? Like mid game. Like there's no way you don't know that shit beforehand. So that's actually why he looked human out there. Yeah. Battling illness. Okay. I guess there was, there was news reports about it before the game. So I'll shut up. But it was like, I didn't know about it. So I guess that's my fault. But uh, yeah. So, so they looked really, really bad in my opinion. Kelsey didn't do too great. And they put up a stat of his stats averages with Taylor Swift at, in attendance versus not. And I was like, I can't believe you had this ready to go. I can't believe you had this graphic. That's so but let's lame. be real. His numbers are way better with her there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's wild that they lost to the Broncos, which I would say is they're in contention for the worst team in the league, and you just lost to them. So that's not a good look. The, the Chiefs the Broncos, do not look scary. The Broncos up? played shake it off after they won. Yeah. Like that's right after the game. Oh, that's hilarious. Great trolling. Well done to their their team. That's that's awesome. But they couldn't the Chiefs couldn't really do shit. And I still thought at the end of the game that they were gonna figure out a way to win because they somehow to do that and they usually have the refs on their side. But it looked bad. And Mahomes did not look like himself. As I was watching, there were so many pockets where normal Mahomes gets out of that no problem and finds someone. But I think the biggest display of what this showed me is their lack of weapons for him they went and traded for hardman back but then hardman had a terrible day he dropped that punt which was a big big deal and it looks like he's still getting his footing in terms of what he's going to be for their offense but if you figure out a way to shut down kelsey there's no one else in that team that scares you at all yeah i agree losing hill was a big deal um i, don't, I love to see this man i hate the chiefs i'm so glad um, to see them lose I'm right there with you. I just wish that it, and again, it's against a bad team. So I'm happy to see that as well. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know. I figure they'll figure out some sh- bullshit. I, I don't I don't know, man. They just, to me, they're the modern day Patriots until yep. they actually get eliminated. I just feel like they're going to stick around. And, but yeah, I'm glad that you guys lost this week though. That's uh take, take your L it's an individual game. The Broncos got a dub. I'm sure that their Broncos fans are fired up for that. Even though it really doesn't mean anything. Russell had a good game too, eh? <laughs> Did he? Let me check his stats. I think so. Yeah, he uh, he was TD wise, he did great, but he only threw nineteen times. So he was twelve of nineteen for one fourteen three TDs. So he didn't he didn't make any mistakes, but he didn't do anything crazy. They had a pretty good decent day on the ground, and they just found a way to win. At the end of the day, uh, well, good on Pacheco, you, Denver. That's it. Your boy Pacheco. It's so funny watching him run. Have you seen the memes? These of him? memes and stuff. They're so funny. Like he's angry at the ground, or you hear about efficient runners, and then the, there's Pacheco, which is the total opposite. Yeah, or the like running backs have no wasted movement, and then Pacheco is like yeah, the yeah, exact opposite it. of that. Hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's funny. And he's a really good player, though. So is what it is. I think obviously was, they're gonna go. The go one video of that, like the the one guy on fucking I don't watch basketball, but he was like freaking out trying to like get at someone on the other team he's being held back by like 10 different guys and they're like I, uh pacheco taking the hand off you know the clip i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about i do i do yeah. <laughs> but he's 
he's a tough runner man he actually does look angry at the ground when he runs it's it's, it's funny i I, yeah, I like him a lot i think he's a good player yeah i like him but the titans uh beat the falcons this is actually my lock of the week to go the other way because i thought that oh what's buddy's name from he went to liberty i think it was uh t- tennessee's backup qb what's his name yeah i, know his name. I have that his up face. in google too uh because he has looked so absurdly bad, Malik Malik Willis. So uh, Malik Willis has looked so bad historically, and I thought he would get to play. I think he. So Chandler told me that he did before we started, and then he got he lot uh, he got pulled for Will Levis, and then that that changed things because Will Levis has a hose on him. He can he can really sling it, even though he drinks coffee with mayo. So uh, he he threw it to your boy on your bench deandre hopkins a few times did he have did he have three tds or was it two i thought it was two let's see i'm checking can we go back to the mayo thing he what you didn't know about that cop no so i'm sure it was a so he had three tds yeah so uh, hopkins had three but oh my god he uh yeah that's that's ass so will i don't i'm sure it was for social media i doubt he actually does this consistently Maybe he does, but he literally, there's a video of him, I think it was at the draft, where he's making his coffee, and he has a thing of mayo. Got the black coffee, pours in the mayo, stirs it up, drinks it. That's, that's like one of the most notorious things about the guy. Part of me wants to believe that that's like, <laughs> like he's put milk in an old mayo container. Like, you know, like the whole, like you put blue Gatorade in a Windex bottle. And you yeah, just walk yeah, around yeah. like like that kind of shit. But th- this was like, you know what I mean? Like you could tell no. from the consistency in this video that it was mayonnaise. Yeah, you watched it, right? Or are you, are you asking that? Or are you saying that? I'm asking. Yeah, I'm asking. I haven't, okay. I haven't seen this. Yeah, yeah. Because you basically you basically say what I was just about to say. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, he's seen it. <laughs> so uh, oh, I'll play no. it right now. And uh, okay, here it is, guys. I'm gonna play it so you can see what we're talking about here all right let me know when you can see my screen can you see it yeah okay sweet this is will levis i think this is the video quarterback at the university of kentucky and i have been known to put mayonnaise in my coffee sometimes that's mayo dog yeah okay but so it does look a little staged. Like I thought it might be a. Please no, no. I thought it might be a candid video. Like someone caught him doing this. Yeah. Also, you're. They could have switched the cups because it stops. Yeah, like that could easily be a switch. So this could mm-hmm. be a big troll. Yeah, like, this might just be for socials. It just stop it. Like that could easily be a different cup. Because there's no. Yeah. I don't really see any chunks there to play detective here. I don't really see any chunks. Well, if it's. If it's true, uh, yeah, fuck you, Will Levis. That's disgusting. <laughs> if it's not true, you're awesome. You balled out. Please keep throwing to DeAndre Hopkins because he's going to be off my bench this week. The important things. Mm. <laughs> if, if he did, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> Will Levis, I yeah, don't he even had know a day. if I want to drink mine now. Yeah, that's fair. It is pretty gross watching that. Just to seeing, I'm not a big mayo guy. Honestly, I'm not. I like I like hybrid mayos when my mayo is like mixed with something. I, I like those, but just straight up mayo. I don't know. I don't have it in me. And I was 
in the UK a few weeks ago. They fucking love mayo there, dude. They love that shit. It is everywhere. Like they I, have an absolute rager for that. I actually really like mayo too. You're a big I just mayo wouldn't guy. put it in my coffee. Like I know I'm contradicting myself, but that's not for coffee. No, it's certainly not. But they hey, maybe that's the juice behind his success, because they got a dub against Atlanta. Also, a big storyline from Atlanta is that they pulled Ritter. So did you see that? The Heineke got in? No, they should have done this weeks ago. Heineke's a baller. Yeah. Heineke is, he's cool. Ball, he's a gamer. Like, he does find a way to win. He's very lim- He's kind of like a Gardner Minshew type player. But 100%, Paul Ritter, if you have Heineke, who's a very solid backup, absolutely let him play. If you're not going to let Ritter throw. But they pulled him, and his stat line wasn't that bad when they pulled him. Like, I'm sure he made some poor decisions, and maybe they just were tired of calling boring-ass plays. But Ritter, we pull up a stat line. Because when you hear this line, you're going to be like, oh, like that's not horrible. So he went, yeah, he was 8 to 12 for 71, and he hadn't even thrown a pick. And then they got pulled from that. It, it, the, the, the decisions just seem weird. Yeah, I don't know. Falcons, they're irrelevant now, which sucks, man. Like, I hate seeing such a sick player start a career on such a bad team. Like, so Bijan is... Here? Oh, yeah, he's so dope, man. He's so sick to watch. And, like, it always reminds me of Megatron, right? Because, like, Megatron could have been one of the best receivers of all time, and he was just on such a terrible team his entire career. Like, you just well, watched the was die there. He's still a first ballot Hall of Famer, but, yeah, it could have been a lot better on a team that he that wasn't, like, he just literally deserves a ring. Deserves a ring. And, and I don't know. I want to see Bijan, like, continue to be relevant. And even guys like um, Henry, like King Henry has no jewelry. Like, you don't think this guy deserves to be on a good team and he's just going to spend his whole career in Tennessee. But the problem with a volume-based running back like Derrick Henry is that you can't really put him on a good team unless he's the whole team. Like you, he would not be the same player as a complimentary piece. That's why I think it'd be. I would love to see the experiment of him in Buffalo because the ball needs to go through him for him to really be his most effective. So, and in today's NFL, like when's the last time a running base football team won the Super Bowl? I can't even remember. Who, who, yeah, it's been a long, long time. Uh, previous Super Bowl winners, I'll look it up. But that that that's the whole thing where for him it becomes very hard. Obviously, Megatron, you could put him on on any team and he would still be a baller. But running backs is such a scheme-based team because even mm-hmm. if you tried to run a different set of plays with Henry, he wouldn't be nearly as a, a, effective. Like the concepts for blocking and how they set up runs, that that really matters too. So it makes sense it doesn't have a ring. Let me look at the Super Bowl winners, previous Super Bowl winners. Would, would you consider that Seattle team that won a running base team? Clo- ah, that's probably the closest too, eh? With Marshawn Lynch, especially after seeing how Russell's playing now. Yeah. So we had so we had KC. That's probably the, the most recent one. Did you yeah, see the clip of um, Marshawn Lynch dressed as a pirate firing the cannon? No. Mike sent that to me. Oh, my God. It was so funny. And that's not your show stealer this week? No, it's not. It's not. I wasn't sure if it was from this week, um, um, he, but I'll I'll send it to you. It's hilarious. 
Um, I love Marshawn Lynch, man. Him and Chad Ochocinco are my two favorite non-Jaguars players of all time. Though that's those are good takes for sure. They're so um, fun and. Marshall Lynch is yeah my guy. I love this dude. I I yeah, was at so the sad. dentist's. I was waiting in the dentist's office, and the radio at the dentist goes, "Oh, Buffalo Bills trade Marshawn Lynch to Seattle, whatever." I, I was crying. I started crying. Best. Well, I was waiting yeah, for the dentist. So... It's already a bad day. Didn't you have a Lynch jersey on the Bills? Oh yeah, still got it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was he was a beast man. I really liked him. I I was even sad when you guys traded him. I didn't think it made much sense, but he's an absolute beast. And also, I love those two guys in particular because i feel like football was so different back then and, and the game was a lot more how i like it and so that that's a big part of, i'm sure nostalgia plays a massive role but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles have we talked also, about the dolphins game yet i'm a big brooklyn 99 fan and okay. marshall lynch he's has like it, right? a cameo yeah yeah he's, he's funny dope. as hell in that i don't think we talked about miami they, they took down new england that's no surprise no that one you know, played out the way it should. They're yeah easily the team to beat in the AFC East, though. Like I, it really seems to me now that the Bills are chasing the Dolphins, not that they're like going back and forth and competing for the first spot. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I I would agree with that. I think the injuries that you you guys have had is tough, and I think that that yeah, it, and it can still go either way, obviously, because you took them, like you beat them, so it's mm-hmm. not like you couldn't again. But I do think that they are up there. I still hope you somehow find a way to win the division because I bet on that to happen. So I hope that happens. Well, but, our next game will yeah. be in, in our advantage with the weather. Is it in Buffalo? That's actually a good question. I don't know. I was just thinking but with they, the date. Oh, okay. But yeah, they, they are six and two. So all the teams that are leading their division in the SC are six and two as well. So very tight. I love that. I think the Jags could still get the number one seed in, in the conference, which is absolutely dope. Tough, tough blow for the Minnesota Vikings. Your season is absolutely screwed. Kirk Cousins, torn Achilles, gone for the year in a win against Green Bay. That is devastating. Um, the Bills game is in Miami in January. So uh, scratch what I said. Beautiful weather. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, Vikings fans, tragic and honestly actually i want to talk about this too because i was with my friend chad yesterday and he's like i i think that i don't he said that he thinks cousins could retire from this i don't think that's accurate i think he will definitely come back but he might not come back with minnesota it's probably pretty likely he doesn't so like do you think can you think of any possible destinations for that guy where he would go and be a good fit i'm not as big on Kirk cousins as as a lot of people are um, how old is he? That's what I'm looking up right he's, now. I want to see. He's decently old. I think he's like 35. 35. Yeah. I can see him becoming a backup now. Yeah. At that age, he might, you know, train a younger guy somewhere, um, and be like a Maybe good solid backup. Yeah. I mean, you're still yeah, getting paid the, NFL money. Around the league, I can't really find a home for him because if, like, I'd say he's better than Jimmy G, but is he that big of an upgrade? I don't know. So I don't think he changes the things, the landscape for Vegas very much. Apart from that, maybe if maybe if um, Stafford retires, yeah, that's a problem. LA. Kirk Cousins is just like too mid that no one's gonna yeah. like go out of their way to get him unless 
their current situation is like terrible, in which case they might just draft a younger guy, right? Like, yeah, I'm having a hard time finding him a home where he's the starter. So yeah, that may be a solid take where he may come in and end up being a backup somewhere, which is if if Kirk Cousins is your backup, that's a good situation to have. Mm-hmm. But it was sad to see him go down. He's probably the only Michigan State player that I don't hate. And I, I hate to see injuries in anybody, but that was tough. Yeah, of course. I mean, I I said I'm not big on him. Like, that doesn't that doesn't mean I want to see him hurt. I just, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just, of course. It and sucks. They, and, and he was their best shot at winning, right? Like, Minnesota has been fighting for their absolute life to stay relevant, and they have been staying yeah. relevant. Um, and, yeah, this is, this is a tough blow because that's probably it for them. Yeah, they're done. Uh, they're done. And, and Jordan Love looks not very good. So I love to see that the Green Bay is not good. They're two and five at this point. They're irrelevant. I think they're going to be in contention for the like a top top ten pick. And then that will be super interesting to see if they get rid of Love after one season or if they give him another season of, of getting him more weapons. Because that is one very valid argument is they don't have many weapons for him to to spread the ball around with. So we'll see there. The Seahawks beat the Browns in a game that was way closer than I was expecting it to be. Uh, they kept it very close. Like at one point, it looked like they were almost going to lose. You expected Seattle to win this, though, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. With with the Browns missing their starting quarterback and their starting running back, um, they did surprisingly well. Uh, I've I've been surprised by Seattle a couple times. Like I I think I've picked against them in parlays and they keep winning. So they're kind of like sneaky good. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're like you know a really big threat, but they do keep surprising me. I really think they make the playoffs. I think they get a wild card spot. Also, because it's so hard to play in Seattle. The second I see that the game's in Seattle, I boost it in terms of for for the Seahawks. So I think they definitely have a chance. Again, yeah, am I afraid of them? No, I would love to run into them in the Super Bowl somehow as a Jags fan. Like that'd be amazing. But uh, they did find a way to squeak it out against the Browns, and the Browns looked competent again with a backup or third string QB at this point. It's uh, it's tough, but they're making it work. The next game that we had here was the the Bills game against Tampa. As the resident Bills fan here, talk about it. Um, started off pretty impressive. Looked like we were just going to seal the deal. And then uh, they let it slip away a bit. Obviously, if Buddy had turned his head like two seconds earlier and caught that Hail Mary, we lose. Um, The one thing that did surprise me is why they even went for two points on their previous touchdown. They were down by 14. And they went for Mm -hmm. a two-point conversion, um, which, of course, if they had caught that Hail Mary, it's a a walk-off extra point, right? But I don't see why you risk that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even have anything to add to that. <laughs> like, but, it seems uh, strange, right? Down by fourteen to then like to score a touchdown and then go for two. Yeah, that does happen sometimes, and uh, oftentimes doesn't really make that much sense. But if they think that it's such a high, high likelihood play, where if you can get a slight one point edge, that does change how the other coach has to call things and also puts them mm-hmm. in, in a bit of a tough spot. So. Yeah, I don't always love the decision. Doug Peterson's actually been known to go for two in situations kind of like that sometimes. So I've seen it go, and it, 
knock on wood, it's worked pretty well for him. But it is one of those decisions that can look bad in retrospect. Well, I mean, it worked, right? Like, they got the two points, so I yeah, can't yeah, really yeah. argue against it. But it just seemed like a strange call to me. Um, At the time. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad. I, I don't know if I have a ton to say about this one. Like, it was, it was mid, like... It wasn't really a fight for most of it, and then it like kind of got exciting at the end. But it seemed like the Bills still mostly had control of this one. Um, everyone played a pretty you know, good game. Like Diggs was extremely relevant. I think he ended up with almost twenty five fantasy points or something like that. Let's go, Diggs. Let's go. But yeah, yeah. That's, that went as about as I expected. Yeah, for the most part, right? Like that's yeah. Uh, I wish we would have beat them by more because I don't think they're that good. But I'll take it. Like you said, W's a W. A win's a win. You know what I'm saying? A win's a win. The, a game oh, no. He only had 16 fantasy points. Yeah, that's a pretty average day for him, I'd say. Yeah. Nine receptions, 70 yards, no TD. The Dalton Kincaid no becoming relevant is exciting to me. Like I like Dawson Knox, but of course he's had his drop issues. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Kincaid on my fantasy team, which is, I'll, you know, it's always nice to see one of those guys kind of come out of the woodwork. Um, I don't know. I like, I hope they, cause he's got a lot of potential, right? He's got, he's a crazy athlete. So I really hope they start to take advantage of that because our scheme isn't really built around tight ends that much. That, that can, that can change. And also they can use him just as a big slot and I, not to toot my own horn here, but I did call this Dalton Kincaid coming out party. I called that. So uh, this is not shocking to me, but uh, let's hope yeah, hopefully continues. they can keep. Yeah, let's keep them involved in the offense, and I think that can be really explosive for the Buffalo table smashing Bills. The uh, Bengals. Right now. The, yeah, you, you guys are fine. The Bengals beat the Niners. They're on their third straight loss, and that game was in San Francisco too. So very impressive showing for the Cincinnati Bengals when Joe Burrow walked out of that playing with the alien mask on i knew it was done for the for the 49ers i was like smash the Bengals! this is going down i put it on my story i said Bengals by a thousand because when you get the power of ets on your side it's over so joey b looks <laughs> to be far closer to fully healthy and this 49ers look like they're going in the wrong direction so pretty crazy shit 31 17 that is an impressive showing for the four and three cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, um, Niners have been disappointing. Purdy been riding the pine on my fantasy team, and it looks like he's going to stay there. Huge uh, love for C-Mac, though. That's crazy that he he broke the record for the longest touchdown streak. Guy's an absolute touchdown machine. It wasn't em- enough. At least Kittle got some, some yardage for you this week. This week. Yeah, yeah, thank God he became relevant. Because like I said, early in that game, it looked like it was going to be another flop. And I was like, fuck, man, with Kincaid getting 17, I was like, this is stupid. I just keep starting the wrong people. But no, he did turn it around. Um, CMC, I honestly think if he was, if he could stay healthy, he'd probably be the best of all time. Like the, the amount he produces and can single-handedly carry a team. Uh, I think he'd easily be in the conversation for the best of all time. He just like, he's unhealthy so often. I hope he stays healthy. I do. I want to see this continue. I think, yeah, I do think this offense bodes pretty well for him in terms of staying healthy because there was so many other options uh, to spread the ball around. And he he usually gets the ball 
with some decent space, which is good to not getting as cranked constantly. So yeah, I hope he stays healthy. He's a lot of fun to watch. And they actually had their bye this week too. So the Jags and the Niners both have a bye this week, and then they come back and play against each other in Jacksonville. So that is a very, very big game for the landscape of the whole NFL. Because if we win, we're now seven and two, and they're five and four. Could you imagine we have a time machine, go back a month or two, saying that they're going to have a near 500 record? People would have slapped us in the face, said we were crazy. So that's... That's insane. I will be there reporting live. I don't know about how live I'll be, but I will be at the game and I'll try to get some content there. But it's going to be. What time is that game at? 1 p.m. See, that's surprising. 1 p.m. kickoff. I don't know, like, why, what Jags possibly deserves a prime time. That deserves a prime time more than any other game so far. Yeah, I agree. But the Jags actually do get some primetime games this year, which I'm amped for. But let let me see which. Which uh, game is? So that'd be week ten. The Sunday night game is is the Jets versus the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, our game's a little bit think, better than that. I honestly think they shouldn't schedule the like Sunday night games until like during the, the season week of. Pick maybe best. not like maybe a li- like just like a couple weeks ahead. Like when you start to realize like who the good teams are and what might be important. Because when yeah. you schedule in the off season, we're getting shit like the the Bears versus the Chargers on Sunday night. Like, who gives a shit? That would be so cool, but a logistical nightmare because like planning everything to Buying like get the, the crew even. there, yeah, and all that stuff too. Like, usually people do write off their whole Sunday for it, but I would love that idea. I think that's a fantastic idea. And they kind of do that later in the season. They will flex teams out of primetime games. It's happened to the Jags before, where we've had it scheduled and they will change it. But they usually don't start doing that until, like, week 15, week 16-ish. So I would love to see that far earlier on. I think that makes a ton of sense. Imagine if every Sunday we actually had a banging game, like Sunday night. That'd be crazy. Yeah. that I, I, I like think that take. That- should be the future of the primetime football because too many times it's like a Monday night game and you're watching it because it's your only option. It's the only thing that's on. But like, yeah. man, it's just a snooze fest. There's, there's too many of them. There's too many of them. So I think that's a great idea. You should, the NFL should be listening to our podcast at this point because we've been dropping gems to improve their league. So you can send Everybody us a loyalty check. Even 1%. You know what I'm saying? Just, just do it. And also, yeah, on the note of, of sameless promotion, uh, if you've yet to subscribe to the podcast in Spotify or YouTube or the Apple Podcast app, go ahead and do that right this very second. We appreciate it. And the community is growing. We've actually, Chandler and I were talking about this the other day, just to be transparent with you guys. Like, we're averaging a lot more listeners per episode than we thought. So we appreciate you tuning in every single week. We really, really do. Uh, we love you lots. And if you have a friend or someone, maybe they're not your friend, but you think they'd like the show, be sure to send it with them. <laughs> Or, or share some of our content. All of it is very, very appreciated, and uh, it means the world to us. So, so thank you for doing all that. And that's the end of my shameless plug. Uh, if you have an enemy that's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, send them our way as well, because they'll hate us. Yeah, so that's very true. Day. We will roast them. Yeah. yeah, and they need it. They've been too high for too long. So yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. go ahead and do that. Baltimore beat Arizona. Zero shock there. Uh, I think Battle of the Birds. The point differential. Yeah, that was very oh actually they they kept it tighter one wild thing here is that 
and, and I'm kind of glad that my par- 10 like parlay got busted by Casey screwing me because this would have driven me insane because they were up by a, a pretty wide margin. I think they're up by 14 or something, maybe even more than that. And Arizona storms back just to make them not cover, just to make the Ravens not cover. Like they just missed covering. I was like, oh my God, I would have been so mad if that's how I lost. So uh, Arizona staying in the game, 31-24 for Baltimore. That, that actually is surprising. So I take that back. That's quite surprising. I'm telling and- you, I don't think Arizona's in contention for the bottom team their record would indicate they are yeah but i think them their actual play is not they play hard indicative they do play hard. of that yeah they, they play quite hard for i think i actually would be pretty optimistic if i was a cardinals fan because if it seems like they believe in mr cringe their coach it seems it seems like they do they play quite hard for him there's a lot of guys emerging. They just don't have talent, man. Like they, they just do not have. Excuse me. They just don't have the players to compete. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not anything more than that. They just don't have the talent by design. Like they ship so many guys off. Where to even be in these games like this is pretty damn impressive. You give them a season or two of actually getting some solid players on there, and they can keep up this kind of enthusiasm and effort. They could be a good team in two years' time. We've seen it all the time. Going from worst to first happens kind of frequently in the NFL. Like the Jags did it only a year or two ago. So it, it can happen. And I think, yeah, your, your take on liking Arizona more than most people did or the general consensus, I think, is a good one. Yeah, I just think there are some teams that are, like, bad that I think are, are significantly, not significantly worse, but, like, that I would easily say are worse than Arizona. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And then on that note, I think the Bears probably fall into that category. And They're the Chargers beat them yeah. pretty pretty bad last night. So, uh, yeah, the Bears just aren't very good. Chargers are, aren't that good either, I don't think. But they were playing against a bad team, so they looked a little better. And they got a dub. Did they show the cringe super fan again or no? I don't know. I didn't watch this one that closely because... Okay. Like I don't know. Like I said, these these primetime games are just so bad. Like, who cares about these two teams in a primetime game? Like, I'm kind of shocked you watched that with the, the fantasy. With the fantasy I, I like I had it on. I had it on, but I was doing other stuff too. Um, it's, it's the implication. I, <laughs> do you know that? So I don't do know, you know that bit from. Fan. Do you know? Did you get that reference from? Uh, it's always sunny. No. Please tell me you've not I have seen a funny that story show. About it. It's always I. So I have my first experience watching that show was when I was getting the back of my neck tattooed. And if anyone's okay. like seen every episode of that show or is a big fan, there's an episode where they have like the health inspector or something come into the bar, and everybody gets drunk except like one or two of them. And so that mm. that one or two people are like running around trying to like clean up everybody else's messes while they're still actively making messes because they're hammered. Um, and I was like getting towards the end of this tattoo. I was getting so irritable and like, it was hurting. I wanted to go home. And then this episode was just the most anxiety inducing thing I've ever seen in my life. And it put such a bad taste in my mouth. I also don't find Danny DeVito funny. Like I find him just annoying. And so that kind of put me off that show. I have some friends that are really trying to plug that show to me and I'm like, like maybe you get around to it eventually, but I also don't watch a lot of TV, so I just don't think I'll ever get there. It is it's really good. I do think DeVito is a pretty polarizing person. I think people have a st- strong opinions of him either way, and I get where you're coming from. It is a really funny show, though. I will 
I will be honest. It's it's worth watching. It's pretty damn hilarious. I've so seen some if, clips if you that ever, I like. Yeah, there's some there is some hilarious bits. My favorite part of it though is because it's been on for so long. If you go back to the first few seasons, there's humor that would never fly today. Like just oh really? Like you know old old The Office, like just stuff where you're like yeah. I I like politically incorrect humor, but yeah, you'd be like, hey, you don't, you don't say that. It'd be there's a whole <laughs> lot of that where I was even I was even catching myself saying, wow, that's that's out there. So I would go back for that. It was kind of a throwback to early 2000s humor which i truly loved so that's a that's my it's always sunny take this is a a a bit irrelevant to us or the show um but since we're on the topic of like these sitcoms i think we got to do a nice little shout out to my boy matthew perry chandler bing my namesake this was devastating news, and like realistically, it wasn't all that surprising the way he treated his body while filming that entire show. But man, it was sad to see. R.I.P. We'll miss you, Chandler Bing. Did, yeah, I, I we have to with with you being Chandler and the amount of times I've mm. I've like made jokes about that and like not like about you having the same name. That's uh, we had to bring that up. And so, did he deal with substance abuse while on the show? I thought that was after. No, well on the show. He says he doesn't remember filming at least half of the show. But if you go back and crazy. watch some of the seasons, you'll see that he's like ridiculously skinny in like a yes, couple I seasons remember that. here and there. Yeah, because yeah. his like his his coke usage was just crazy. And I think I might be wrong here, don't quote me on this, but I think it was Vicodin too. Like he would take a yeah. crazy amount of Vicodin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did it's you, it's but, sad. Did you see the the, his post on Instagram though recently, like the whole Batman yeah. thing. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know if he like if he's just kind of like if he was just kind of off his rocker a bit, like like Britney Spears, or yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a huge like um like basically plugging the the new Batman movie. Um, but I I always think that's. Like, that's too touchy of a subject. I don't think anyone would fake their death for, like, for like promotional purposes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. it's... I, think I don't think... It's weird, though, man. It's so strange. Like, hey, maybe you're spot on where he was just off his rocker. But it is it is creepy and weird. So if anybody hasn't looked yet, if you go to his, his last six Instagram posts... They're all Batman related, like they have the logo, and then the, the caption's always something very, very cryptic. So the first one was a week ago, and they're all in very short time horizon. So he posted just the Batman logo in lights. I don't know where this is, maybe in this pool or some shit. And the caption is, sleep well, everybody. I've got the city tonight. Matman. Not Batman, Matman. Get it, his name's Matt. And then the next one is a sign that's like, I don't even know what that that is. It's like a... I guess it, I don't even know what you would use that for. It's a sign with like letters and, and colors on it. And it says, rest easy. I'm on a tall building. That's the caption. And then, the heck? Uh, actually, so the, wait, so the caption actually is WTF. And then his first comment is rest easy. I'm on a tall building. Super strange. And then there's a video of him. Uh, this is what I'm eating today. I'm Matt man. And it looks like red beans or something like that like it's super weird ominous shit like i don't i don't get this i think some internet sleuths are gonna have to go ham and then the next one is a 
uh, I, I should just be showing you all this. I, I guess I can do that. So I'll do that right quick. Uh, so his internet. he was advocating for like um, people recovering from substance abuse. Like I thought he was off substances and stuff like that. So I'm wondering was if he still doing stuff. It, it, if if maybe he was still doing stuff, or if it had just taken enough of a toll on his brain that he was starting to lose it. And that does happen, of course. Like it's a, the the brain is a pretty delicate structure of a lot going on. So if something gets off, that's 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 possible to happen. Can you see my screen, Chandler? Yeah. Okay, dope. I'll show you what I was talking about. So this is the first one, the pool. This is the sign I was trying to describe, and I did so very poorly. <laughs> this, this is the beans. This is the creepiest shit I've ever seen. What the fuck? Yeah, That's so weird. And this then, is weird. This is what I had to eat today. I'm Matt, man. Like this is, I don't, I don't get it. It's just so strange. Yeah. So then it's, people are like, oh, is this a call for help? Like it's kind of absolutely insane. But then there's the jack lantern. Do you know what I mean? Like why is this so cryptic? And then this is like, this is crazy. This is a man. I, I don't even know the appropriate thing to say here. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I'm Matt man. Like clearly he had something to say and he was trying to be cryptic again. Who knows if this was drug induced or, or what? And, but this is crazy. Like this is wild stuff. And then here's him in the hot tub that apparently he drowned in this hot tub. And he said, Oh, so warm swirling around makes you feel good. I'm Matt man. What the heck? No, this is so strange. Dude, that is the most wild shit I've ever seen in my life. I have so many questions, and I, I hope we get answers. This is probably going to be a documentary at some point, because this shit is crazy. I hadn't even heard about this until my mom sent me shit this morning, because she used to love this show so much, and she loved Chandler, and she loved Chandler, my co-host, because it's, like partially because his name was Chandler. She thought that was so cool. And she also loved Chandler the person, too. But I'm just saying like that connection made it even more so. And... uh so yeah, she, she's sending me all this shit. And she's like, have you seen the posts this morning before we got on? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I looked into them and I was like, holy shit, that is crazy. So I think we're going to make a little segment always towards the end of our show. That's just going to be like one conspiracy of a week. So like <laughs> we, should totally week because we, we like we love to talk about this, too. It's not relevant to football. But if you stick around for the full episode, you get to hear what's rack, what we're racking our brains with this week um that's actually a great idea because the diehards will care yeah and we just there's always something to talk about um i'm so okay best case scenario here and i really hope this isn't disrespectful he faked it for a a specific role in like folia do the new joker the harley quinn thing um okay that that would be ideal right he's not actually dead he faked it for a specific yeah, yeah, character yeah, yeah. something like that it seems unlikely. I think faking your death is too far for any kind of uh, promotional thing. Um, it, but the problem is now, like, maybe those posts had nothing to do with his death. And it was just, like, bad timing that he passed away. And now we'll never know what they were about or why he was posting There's, there's no way there's not some either, like, some connection, even if it's just... I'm crazy now, or, or I've, I've lost something, or I need help desperately. There's got to be some connection. Those things are so deliberately cryptic. He w was spinning something in his head. We'll never know what that was. But holy shit, is that weird? Yeah. It's strange, man. Right? It all started a week ago, too. Like, this happened pretty damn quickly. So it's rest in peace, Matthew Perry. I loved your character. So yeah. sad to see you go. I'll probably read your book to, to get a bit of a better understanding of all the things that you battled with but uh 
we love you, man. We appreciate you, and thanks for all the laughs and, and some yeah. good humor, man. Honestly, you'll be missed, but, Mr. Uh, Bing. That's it. Goodbye, Chandler Bing. We love you, man. But the last game we haven't talked about, I think, is the game tonight, which is Las Vegas, Las Vegas. versus Detroit. Another bar yes. burner. I'm going to give this one to Detroit, is my prediction. Yep, money line goes to Detroit. What's the spread? Let's talk about some bets, because uh, we need to make up Let's some ground here. Yeah, do we ever holy shit? Let me see. Let me see here in my app. So it, they're favored by seven. I would probably take that. The over? In Detroit. I, I, I would take Detroit to cover the seven points, in my opinion. Yeah. In Detroit, I don't think Vegas is very good. I think they also, uh, Detroit's going to come out swinging because they lost last week bad. And I think they're going to, I think they're a well-coached team that's going to bounce back from a loss with a lot of hiss and vinegar. And, uh, I don't even think I used that term correctly, but they're going to be fired up and they're going to be ready to go. So I would smash that, but it is what it is, you know? So here's one thing we don't talk about a lot on STS, even with our locks, our prop bets. I actually do a lot of prop betting because I make a lot of same game parlays. Um, Yeah. What do we think's hitting in this one? Who, what players right now? Like anytime touchdown scores. It's always a big I think one I actually have first a parlay scores. cooking. Yeah. So actually, I do have a parlay already cooking. So uh, I can read my exact parlay. And it'd be cool if it hit. Yeah. So I have I have uh, Detroit Lions. Oh, damn. They moved. the. I should have waited. So when I bet the spread, it was seven and a half. It's now down to seven. So that, that half point kind of sucks. But uh, so I have Detroit seven and a half. I have Laporta with the, for the first touchdown. I have Goff over one and a half. I have Garoppolo under one and a half touchdowns. I have Laporta over 44 and a half. Josh Jacobs over 59 and a half. And Michael Mayer over 21 and a half. I think, so the Josh Jacobs one, is that rushing yards or total yards? That is rushing yards. I think that hits. 59 and a half. I'm a big Josh Jacobs fan. Are you really? I mean, I don't know about big. I don't really watch the Raiders that much, but I think he's (laughs) very good. Yeah, no, I, I think he's a solid player too, but I do think they lose that game. But I'll be, hey, if you, you, you now know what I'm riding with tonight, so let's, let's get me some a dub. Because I've been so close on so yeah. many of these fuckers. I think I'm, one I'm definitely going for um, is going to be, oh man, it doesn't even offer it on mine. I was going to say Amon Ross St. Brown on the over on receiving yards. But I can't That's even get that. I'm going to have to Let use a different app. Yeah, so the other thing, we, like, I use a different betting app than Ben does, and we get different spreads. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, because when, like, when I was talking about that bear spread, it was 9.5, and then you said it changed to 8.5, and then I went back into my app, and it was 9. Yeah. Like, it wasn't 9.5, it was down to 9. Also, one thing that's pretty crazy is that the lines move a lot. I usually make my bets on like Thursday night while I'm watching the Thursday night game for the coming Sunday. And the lines will move pretty dramatically. I bet on the Seahawks-Browns game on the Thursday. The spread was three points. And then before the game started, it moved to, I think, like five or seven. So a fairly substantial jump. So that mm-hmm. was uh, that's one thing to keep, keep an eye on is how much they can move around based on where the money is and then also things that are transpiring. But I think that's 
all the games for this week. Should we jump to our show stealers or what? Yeah, let's do it up. All right. So no show stealer for producer Kurt this week. He is down with the weather. Ill. Down. Or he's 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 sick. So this is Chandler's down with a sickness. So this is this is Chandler's. Let's go. On that touchdown, you popped us up a celebration. Can you give us one right now? I know why you picked that. He used to love Fortnite, so that makes sense. You know, I had to hit him watch it Fortnite. He's he's pretty funny. Uh, so we'll give it one more. Oh, he's people, a, so you can. He's hilarious. Can you give us one right now? I'm gonna give y'all an L celebration on Fortnite. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wild. And then we'll move over to mine. Here it is. Let me know what you can see. Can you see? Yep. All right. And this is my show stealer. And he's connected with his team as well. Miami 17-3. They get the ball to start the second half. The Twitter and a half time. Go get him, Mike. Puzzle in there. <laughs> what a little beast. That's so good, man. I want to know if the parents dress him or if he just straight up goes, I want to be Mike McDaniel. That had to be parents doing, but still, he executed the video perfectly. The timing and the pacing. Yeah, I wonder did. how many times they made the poor guy do that. But uh, yeah, that's mine. That's yours. Where's uh where's your head at? Just seeing those initially. I I picked mine totally because I thought it was funny. Um okay. and, you know, me and me and Reek both rip in yeah. Fortnite. Um He I you know, he wins enough. He doesn't need the show stealer of the week, so I'm happy to give it to to <laughs> Minnie McDaniel. That's actually a great nickname. That's so much better than uh they should have bro, how do they not use that? Because they said little man has the Mike McDaniel run down pat. Mini McDaniel would have been way better of a caption. So kudos to you, Chandler. But uh, that's all I have for this week. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up here? No, I don't think so. I think that's it for me too. Um, Swag I, I'm excited. I'm going to watch tonight. I'm going to watch tonight's game. Yeah. I will I'm too. I'm going to make a I will big too. And fat so, parlay. Go Detroit. You're going to win all the monies. Go Detroit. All of Go it. Detroit. That's it. That's it. Well, uh, yeah, thank you guys always for listening as as always. And do the thing. Subscribe, share, do all the good stuff. Make sure you're following us on socials. We're at Steal the Show Pod everywhere there is social medias. I'm talking Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You name it, we're there. We're at Steal the Show Pod. It's good shit. All right. We're even on Facebook. Right. And they're starting to pop. Oh, yeah, our we do. Are starting, our socials are starting yeah, to pop. They're, they're starting. Yeah, we're cooking. We're cooking. Yeah, so make sure you're following there, us. guys. That's it. That's it. We'll see you here. And we're going to be posting a lot more too. So go ahead and do that. We'll see you back here next week. We we love you as always. And uh, toodaloo. Keep stealing. Toodaloo. They're boys. Or who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs>